Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Monica Guidi of Life in Balance Pilates. Monica, what's going on? How are you today? Hey, I'm good. Happy Monday. How are you? I am tremendous. I'm excited to get this rolling. I'm excited to pick your brain here. Uh, but before we get into the business and, and the operations and everything that you do from a day-to-day standpoint, give us a little bit of a description and, and some context of life in balance. When you describe this business, what do you tell people? We are a small studio um, where we know everybody's name and we become friends, which is kind of nice. We offer Pilates uh, classes on equipment, on reformers, towers, and chairs, and we also offer spin classes. So our studio is one large 1,400 square foot space. We don't have any like separate rooms except for changing room and restroom and that. So we can't offer the spin and the Pilates at the same time. So we do offer them at different times. Um, But yeah, we're a fun place. We've had clients. Some of my clients have been with me for 10 years. So I'm very blessed to have great repeat clientele. Um, And we have great word of mouth. We're a smaller city. So it's kind of nice to have a fairly good reputation, I would say. But yeah, it's a nice, comfortable, welcoming Pilates and spin studio. Sure. And so you've had clients for 10 years, which assumes that the studio has been around for at least 10 years. Take us back a little bit. I want to hear about how this whole thing got started. When the idea popped into your head, hey, I'm going to open up my own business. What was going on for you and what inspired Life in Balance as it stands today? So it's a little bit of a long story. My degree is actually in laboratory medicine. I worked in a hospital for over 15 years and I always taught fitness on the side. I taught spinning and power pump back at then it was called body pump by Les Mills. Like that was the real big thing back then. Um, you know, step aerobics. So I always had like this little part-time job for like play money, you know, vacation money. Mm-hmm. And I was working part-time for a guy that had a personal training studio and I was doing some training for him because I have my personal training certification as well. Um, and he just randomly, we had a couple clients move from California and they were used to doing Pilates on equipment. And I had no idea what that was. I knew Pilates on the mat and I'd taken some classes, but I had never seen these reformers, these massive pieces of equipment. So Rico bought a couple of pieces and I started just playing on them and we kind of started growing the Pilates clientele and I stopped working as much at my primary job and doing training and Pilates more. And then he decided to close his, mm. his business. And, you know, he pulled me into the office and said, you know, and I was still kind of working part-time at that point at the hospital. And he said, you know, you've grown this Pilates business. I had gone through the training and he said, I think you could make a go of it and keep it going. So it was really his kind of confidence in me and me teaching this method that is so cool. I just love Pilates. It's such a great way to train the body. It's so restorative. It doesn't break you down. It just is such a great way for athletes i mean lebron james does bodies um that it was it was designed for the military originally yeah exactly joseph bodies was um you know he he immigrated to the united states to get get away from actually the brown shirts he was recruited by hitler to yeah. train 
his soldiers and he was a pacifist and said, nope, I'm out of here and opened his own oh. first studio in New York and trained ballerinas. And that's how it kind of, kind of became more mainstream because a lot of the dancers came to him with injuries and he fixed them up so they could dance again. And then a lot of the dancers came to him and said, I love this. I'm going to open my own studio and took the method with them. Yep. So long story short, I opened a small studio with two of two pieces of equipment. Um, and then I just slowly outgrew it and kind of stumbled upon this place that I'm in now in the downtown area, which is kind of an up and coming area of Las Cruces. And I've been there ever since. So I moved in there in April of 2010. Yeah. So, so in my bigger studio since then. More than a decade doing yeah. this. Take yeah. a step back from all of this and, and just kind of look back with me for a moment. Within that time, 12 or so years, what's been your favorite part about owning your own business? And then at the same time, what's been the most challenging part about owning your own business? So meeting people is great. I love people working in a laboratory. You usually are working with specimens and not people. You talk to nurses and doctors. And so it's a big shift. And I mean, I have worked with people before as a, as a trainer and in teaching group fitness, but I love that. I love seeing the changes in their body. I love helping even people who we have a lot of retirees that have moved here and they come to me like, I've never worked out. I've never had time. I raised my kids and I'm retired. This is my time. And they're 65. And I'm like, it's never too late. And to see that they are reversing their osteopenia, they are getting stronger rather than weaker. Their balance is better. Um, you know, so it's these changes that are like, I always call it functional fitness. You know, like you don't know. And I loved lifting weights and all of that as well. But this is like something that is going to help you, you know, hike more, get out with their grandkids and walk more and not hurt so much. So I love that. That's probably my favorite part is meeting people and seeing positive changes in their body. As far as the, not really negatives, but the most challenging, I mean, the back office, I'm working on Sunday mornings. Um, everybody knows to text Monica on Sunday to find out when their classes are for the following mm. week. Or, yeah. So it's a, it's a 24 seven owning your own business. is no joke. It's that's the hardest thing. And, and, and being up all the time, you always have to be the motivating one and the, the person to get everybody up. But I mean, I love that as well. Um, but I'd say the back office stuff, the taxes, you know, all of those kind of boring parts that are, yeah, are my favorite necessary evil <laughs> exactly. you gotta pay taxes that's for sure so yeah. pros and cons to this right walk us through some of the services you've already sort of alluded to it but as i understand it we people go one of two ways or a combination of both we've got pilates and we've got spin is that correct yes yeah how did that right. work through the last couple of years obviously it would be irresponsible for us to ignore the, the pandemic and all that came with that. How much did that affect your business throughout that time? A lot. I mean, I have, and he's, he's no longer my landlord, but he was so amazing. Everybody in his building, we have a two-story building where my studio is in a small part of the downstairs. Anyway, there's probably 12 businesses in this building and he didn't charge any of us rent for April and May of 2020, which was huge. So, um, you know, we were partway into March when, of course, the world shut down and then every, we're in New Mexico and we have, um, you know, we, everybody, everything shut down. So it was tough. Um, I decided to get out of my comfort zone and I have a YouTube channel. So I filmed on my patio. I called it Patio Pilates and I filmed 29 uh, videos, very unprofessional with my dogs coming <laughs> in and out and 
bees flying by and tractors in the back pecan orchard going by. So I did that for myself, but for my clients. And I would put it on my website and say, hey, I put a new video on YouTube today. You don't need anything but you and your mats. So it was all mat Pilates. And so just grab some weights or soup cans or whatever. And so I, that really was so um, therapeutic for me. And I did have a lot of people watching them. So it was great to hear back from people. Yeah. And I did that through through June. Um, and then we reopened in a couple of weeks into June of 2020. But financially, it was it was hard. My husband's my rock. And it was, I mean, he was supporting this at that point. And I'm just like. Yeah, that was yeah. going to be my question is, it sounds like this was somewhat a, a donation volunteer sort of thing, right? You, we weren't collecting yeah. revenue at that point. No. None. And, and the thing is with the way that my business is structured. So if somebody say April 1st bought a package of 10 Pilates classes and used, or I'm sorry, like March 1st and used two of them, I had to honor those. I wasn't going to just say, okay, well, we're reopened June 15th and I need to collect more money. I mean, I had to honor all those packages, which I was mm. comfortable with, you know, but yeah. I just went, okay, it's going to be a while before we're seeing a positive revenue yeah. event because everybody who just bought a new package and they're coming back, I've got to teach them all those classes before they're ready to be built again. What made you choose the package route as opposed to some sort of like monthly or, or weekly membership? I just didn't want to be in anybody's bank account. I just, I think a lot of the big gyms do that. And it just kind of, I worked for big gyms for a long time. And, you know, that's a huge part of the revenue is somebody who signs up for a year and they debit their account every month and there's no accountability. They could go or not go. And it's great for the business, right? So they never know if this, you know, this person is going. And I'm more of like, you paid for these and you know we have a late cancellation policy so if they cancel 24 hours before we charge them in full for the class you know and i'm pretty lenient with that too is like people have kids people get sick but you know if someone's like a just takes advantage of it of course i'm going to charge them for missing but yeah i want people to come in and work out and be accountable so i feel like they bought that package they know that they've got six months or how many ever. It depends on the type of package to use it. And for the most part, we have people who are pretty good about using their classes, keeping very consistent with it. And that's what I want. I want them to do consistent workouts with me yeah. and my, you know, my Pilates and spin instructors. So, okay. And, and so yeah. that, that's the best part about entrepreneurship is that you get to make that call for what mm -hmm. you want to, how you want to run your business post pandemic. I'm sure we took a hit. I'm sure there's been a little bit of challenge of getting people back to a facility like this. What have you been doing from a, a marketing standpoint in order to spread the word about the business and, and get some new fresh eyeballs on you? So, you know, I have social media. I have a Facebook page. I'm not as active on that as I should be. Um, that's probably my fault. But, um, and it's just one other thing, like the back office. It's like, okay. Something's got to give, and it's been really nice to have the word of mouth. So when somebody introduces their friends to Pilates and they come in and buy a package, I give them a free class, the person who referred them. So it benefits the person who referred their friend or sister or whatever to come in. And if they sign up for a package of five or 10 or whatever it is, their you know person, their friend who referred them gets a free class. Um, I do also some out of the studio things. I do a Pilates and Pints at some local breweries, which is kind of fun. So we do a 45 minute mat class and then everybody has a beer 
or water or a glass of wine after, which is kind of fun on the Sunday morning. We do that. And so I'll hand out my business cards at events like that. Um, yeah, so word of mouth, I do have an Instagram page. So I do post like my workouts that I did for, you know, when we were shut down, I posted all those on my Instagram sure. page. So yeah. things like that, you know, um, we have a pretty good clientele now that is, like I say, consistent, have been with me for a while. So I have recently taken on more clients and fitting them into the mix is a little difficult, but um, we're, I've got a new instructor kind of coming into the mix. So that's been helpful. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. and I think, I think that's an important aspect of this conversation. Any kind of marketing strategy that we roll out, we need to figure out what the end goal is, right? Sure. If you don't have capacity or anywhere to put them, there's not really a need to spend any kind of money on unformal advertising or whatever it is. Right. Have you, have you invested any funds into marketing along the way or has this been entirely yeah. organic to this point? No, back in the day I did. I mean, it was, I had an article in the paper. I called the news, you know, our local Sun News and they did a, a write-up and they put it in the paper. And then our bulletin is like a smaller uh, publication where, you know, local human interest stories and such and things like that. So yeah, I've done that. I've had a couple of recently, um, there's a, kind of a retiree gated community area called Picacho Hills in our, um, in our town. And one of the women who live up there, they interviewed her for their magazine because they were just doing stories on people who lived in the neighborhood. And she mentioned the studio that really helped her with her golfing and helped her with her rotation and her spine and all of that. So that was nice. And she, the business name was in there. So little things like that. But I did, back in the day, I did spend some, it didn't seem to really pan out. I even put ads in the bulletin and it's just like, you know, you kind of look through that and you don't even pay attention to it if you get, and especially now, I don't think the new, people are reading newspapers as much and, and that. So I think people are a lot more on social media. So that's yeah. kind of my mouth. That's true. Have yeah. you spent any money on social media? Um, no, I do. I'm also a kind of a, photographer and budding photographer so I have shared some of my photos on Instagram you know whenever you you buy it you boost your post so I've yeah. done that but okay. it leads people to my um, because I've got the business on there as well so you know I will put photos of the business here and there on my Instagram page but mostly lately it's been for photos gotcha okay so any yeah. number of ways to generate new leads at the end of the day any kind of business like this needs a fresh infusion whatever the volume is, right? We may yes. not have a ton of capacity, but we need new people. We, nobody has 100% retention. That's right. Oh, yeah. honest about that. Yeah. Take sure. me through what, what a typical sales process looks like for you, Monica. Somebody reaches out, hey, I'm interested in Pilates, hey, I'm interested in spin, wherever they come from, whether it's social mm -hmm. media, potentially a referral, potentially magazine, newspaper, wherever. What's that sales process typically look like for them to eventually sign up and, and buy a package? Okay. Yeah. Good question. So they'll get me, I have a website and my information is on there. So sometimes they'll just Google Pilates and I'm on a Google search for Pilates and spin. They'll call me up, leave me a message. I'll give them a call back. I like to talk with them. You know, of course, especially Pilates, we require three privates before they join a group. So it's scheduling them and working out, you know, finding out, okay, do you have a full-time job? Can you come in the middle of the day? Can you come in early morning? and getting them scheduled for those first three classes. Um, sometimes, you know, you get the feeling you're asking them, is this something that you're going to do long-term? 
or is it something that you're just, you know, you're just curious about? So if mm. they, I get the feeling that they're just more, you know, dipping their toes in, want to just see what Pilates is all about, then I'll schedule one private unless they've had experience. If we have people moving here and they're like, I've just moved from Phoenix and I did Pilates twice a week. I'm like, you can join a group. Oftentimes I'll ask them, do you want to see our teaching style? Do you, you know, we teach, everybody kind of has their own, there's a lot of different certifications out there for Pilates. So some are more classical, some are more contemporary. So I said, do you just want to do a private, see if you like the way we teach, the way we run our studio, and then buy a package of groups. So it, it's definitely a conversation that we have, yeah. that I'll have with the new client. Um, is it something that they're coming in that their doctor said, okay, you're, you have scoliosis or you have some other spinal anomaly that you need strength training for your back. So yeah, we, I call, we, we chat and then scheduling that first private. Yeah. What's your general feeling about sales, right? I talked to a lot of fitness people and, and fitness is a, an industry notorious for, either really poor sales skills or really pushy, sleazy, car salesy sales yeah. skills. Where do you, where do you find yourself in that? Yeah, I'm not, a, I don't like to push people. I mean, I push people, people, you know, like when I'm teaching a spin class, I'm pushing it, but they are there. They came to me. They want to be pushed. Really <laughs> They're hard. already signed up. At We're, that you're in here. The door is locked. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. We're going to ride 18 miles. It's a race day workout. Um, but for new, you know, it's a brand new client, either they've been referred to me by somebody or I don't know them from anybody. And I just, I think you get the feeling like if they're very interested or not. And I'm like, you know, if you want to think about it, you call me back. The ball's in your court. I called you, you called me about information. I, you know, and if they do sign up and it's next Tuesday, then I, you know, I'll, I'll text them on Monday. I'm a big texting. That's just, I'm like, you know, if you can text, we're going to text, you know, we'll have that first conversation on the phone. Of course, I'm always open if they need to call and talk, but I'll text you to confirm that day before, make sure you're still on board, that you're coming in for your first private. And yeah, but I'm not going to push somebody where you get the feeling like they're just kind of like a looky-loo a little bit and they're mm. looking for something else to do or They've heard about it, but they're not really serious. So, yeah. Yeah. So fairly, fairly low pressure, as I Definitely. understand it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. To get them in the door. I mean, if I was really hurting for clients, I mean, we are, and uh, you know, I talked to Mitch a little bit about this. We are a smaller community. I said, we're about 160,000 because that's not small, but I feel like it's not a big city, right? I mean, we're kind of a university town and, but we have kind of a small town feeling where a lot of people know other people and so word of mouth helps sure yeah. but yeah i'm not going to be the person that's like okay you know she's so pushy and she just really wants to you know she just needs a new client i'm like no that's just not my personality and i want it to be i want them to leave and come in feeling good you sure. know feeling like they were forced to do anything that they didn't want to of course now we've got people signed up they're they're on packages what influences retention the most for your business what do you think keeps people around for years um, um I, i'm hoping results you know that and that they do leave the work the workout the class feeling feeling good feeling energized um we want to make it challenging but um you know it's it's different than like a crossfit or something where you know you're just working to that end point 
Um, now spin is a little more, of course, it's going to be a lot more exhausting than Pilates, more of it's stretching, it's strength training, but where they feel like, you know, gosh, I do feel taller. I do feel like I'm thinking about my posture when I leave. I know if my shoulders are down my back and my head is back and things that I would say, you know, you're walking out feeling like you are standing taller. Um, so I, I'm hoping that that feeling brings them back for more because it does, it's a workout that does feel good. It's not something that you just like, you are going to be sore, but it's not going to be like, okay, I can't sit down type of thing because we've all done those workouts where, you know, right. you had totally just destroyed muscle and you're, or, you know, you're working really hard, but, um, yeah, the feeling and then that camaraderie, I think our clients are welcoming. So if there's somebody new in a group class, they're, I introduce them and I hope make them feel like they're part of that group. And yeah, so we've done so a number of things, right? Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that influence this at least. Right, 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 right. And I've had people that have left, but I've had people like they want to work harder. They want, they wanted that CrossFit experience. They want to go sure. do others. So I've had clients that have decided, you know, this isn't the thing for them. And that's yeah. fine too. I think that's another component to the marketing conversation that we had earlier. We need to be in a small business like this, we need to be really, really targeted and clear in our messaging so that we're not just attracting people that do belong here, but sort of repelling people that don't necessarily belong at the same time. But okay. all in all, Monica, our conversation has been, where do we get interest from? How do we sign people up and how do we keep people? As you look forward with this whole thing, you've been doing this for beyond 12 years at this point, where do you see the future of life in balance? What do you want for this business as you move forward? Good question. Um, I mean, I'm, I still wake up every day. I love it. Like, you know, I think gym owners, it is something you're, it's a very, um, you know, you're giving a lot of yourself every day and you're pushing, you're motivating. So I foresee, I, I can see that I can continue to do that for, you know, for the future. Um, growing the business, I've played around with that going, you know, would I move to another location? Would I want to get another reformer, make it bigger? Cause right now we're kind of maxed out on our square footage and the equipment. Yeah. So I think if, you know, moving into maybe 2023, if I feel like, you know, I'm still hundred percent into, into running the business, then maybe that would be my next kind of foray into maybe expanding just a little yeah, bit. It's a fun um, conversation because you yeah. can go any direction with it, you know? Right. It's, it's a little scary too. It was scary moving from 600 square feet. I was in a little tiny office with two reformers trying to like, when we were in our laying down supine and feet and straps, I'm like, just don't hit the walls. <laughs> you know, like, and me like tiptoeing around and trying not to run into their, you know, what they were doing, but um yeah. yeah, so but it's probably a lot easier to cover rent on 600 square feet than it would be on three or four thousand square feet. Yeah, so yeah, pros and so, cons to everything here, I guess. Exactly. I mean, it's you know, and running as you know, being a business owner in any, especially now, people are finicky, and there's always the new thing coming out. So, mm -hmm. you know, and we're getting bigger, we have our town is growing, and there are more store choices to yep. for your fitness dollar you know, and with kind of inflation happening, people, that's the first thing I think people give up is those extras, right? They're like, well, I got to pay my car payment. My need, kids need shoes and stuff. And it's like, well, I, my gym membership can go, I can go for a walk. So that's it. It's just as gym owners, we're like, boy, you know, we're, we're we are an extra for sure. Yeah. An extra. So at the bottom line, 
to be determined. What the future holds specifically, yeah. not sure yet, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep going like I am now. I mean, you know, we're we're doing great. I'm blessed to have great clients, great instructors, and it's going well. You know, every day is a new challenge. But for now, I think, especially since I've still got my lease, so I've got to, you know, finish up. <laughs> that's important. Pay that. That's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... so Monica, that's a that's a fantastic place for us to start to wrap our conversation up. Before we sign out of here, why don't you tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people go? Okay, so it's lifeandbalancepilates.net. And they can find me on, um, I don't know if it's lifeandbalancepilatesstudio.net. I should probably, I should probably know that. Um, my... I do have um, a Facebook page and it is Life in Balance Body Studio. I believe there's another Life in Balance somewhere in Massachusetts, but you know, look for the one in New Mexico and Las Cruces. So. <laughs> Life in Balance um, Pilates.net is New Mexico. That is okay. you. Yeah, that's me. And yeah, so I've got Facebook page, my website. You can contact me through my website. There's a contact us page. So you can contact me. My phone number is on there. They can call me directly, text me, email me from that, from, from my website. I try to get back to people, you know, within a couple of days, if not within the next day or so. So um, yeah, that's it. Reach out. We'd love to have you come in. We, we always have spin bikes for the most, for the most part. So come in and spin with us and don't be afraid. People are afraid of spinning. I'm like, it's so awesome. We turn the lights down. We put the music loud. And if you know how to ride a bike, you can do spinning. So all good yeah, things connect sure. with monica and the life and balance team on the Thank platforms you. that she just mentioned this has been a bunch of fun monica i really enjoy this type of conversation and picking Thank the brain you. of entrepreneurs and, and seeing where their head's at so i can't thank you enough i'm excited to see what the future holds and what route you choose that makes the most sense for you so for now i wish you nothing but the best thank, thank you, you for coming you too thank you so much Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Erin from Move Seattle in Seattle, Washington. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Super excited to have you here today. It's your first podcast ever. That's a big deal. So thank you for sitting down with me and you know, taking some time to give back to the industry today. That's really, really important. We appreciate you for that, Erin. But really, before we dive into the business and stuff that gets me really excited, tell us a little bit about what it was that got you started as a gym owner. I mean, 
There's a lot that went into this. It was years of dreaming and planning, but my biggest vision was I injured my back when I was in college. And so finding my fitness routine was really challenging. It took me a couple years to get back on track because I was, I could barely walk. Um, and so when I first started finding myself back in a gym, I found myself wanting to connect with people and I wanted to feel seen. I wanted people that could help me get to where I wanted to go. And I actually lived in Michigan while all of this was happening. And then I took a big leap of faith. I moved to Seattle. And when I got here, there just was no community. Like anywhere I went, I felt like I could not connect with people. I was having a hard time making friendships. And I was like, that is what I want to create for myself. I want to create that for people in this city. And so I started getting plugged in at gyms. And I just knew. I was like... I feel like I can create a bigger community here. I feel like there are people that are seeking a place where they can feel included, feel seen, hit their goals. And so that's when the idea started to come about. And I started really dreaming about it. And my husband actually said to me, he said, you have a year to either go follow your your dreams or you're getting a corporate job. So I was like, okay, <laughs> like it's now or never. Let's stop talking about it. Let's do it. So... I got a mentor and she was actually the old owner of this studio that I'm sitting in right now. And every single week she would mentor me on how she opened her business and studio. And then, um, when the pandemic hit, she was looking to close her doors and I just saw an opportunity to take that on and create this studio as my own. Wow. Exciting stuff. Um, so basically, you know, you got hurt and you needed to find, some type of fitness and you found something like this and you're like, okay, I want to do this. I want to help people. Usually there's two types of gym owners, you know, one that is in it because they want to make money or there's somebody in it um, because they want to help people. And then sometimes you have people that are kind of in the middle. Which one would you say that you are? Yeah. I would say that I'm a little bit of both because Since I got out of college, I was kind of trying to find my path. I wanted to make an impact, but I wanted to make an income that could help support me and my family. I grew up in an area with this scarcity mindset around money, and I never wanted to have a life where that was my constant focus, where I was already always struggling with money. So I knew I wanted to create an impact that also came with an income that I was proud of, that I could help lead my family and take care of my family one day. I love that. It's so relatable for me as well. Like when I grew up, there was always that scarcity, like mindset around money and my family, my community in general, like people were getting laid off of jobs and stuff like that as I was growing up. And I was like, I never want that for my family, for my my child. And now I have a three-year-old and I'm like, I want to provide for him, like give him everything. Um, Cool. So I'm glad that we can kind of relate on that um, topic. But next um, thing that I would love for you to do, Erin, is just give us an elevator pitch. Tell us who you guys are at Move Seattle. Paint a picture for our listener. All right. All right. Let me preface this, guys. First podcast ever. But Move Seattle is a reformer Pilates studio. You are welcome at any shape, size that you are. You can come in here with extreme knowledge and fitness, or this can be your first day coming into a studio. 
our environment is very community-based. We want to make a connection with you. We want to hear your goals, hear why you showed up today, whether that be for your mental health, physical health, and then we want to get you on those machines to inspire yourself. We want you to feel empowered working out and help you find an avenue that helps you with your mental, physical, every area of your health. Um, and so when you come in here, we've got these crazy machines that might be a little scary to jump onto, but it's a great avenue because most people haven't been on these. So it's not something where you're seeing a ton of people come in and they know exactly what they're doing. But like I said, very community-based. We want to create a culture here where people are friends. When you walk in, the front desk knows who you are. You know who the front desk is. You're friends with the instructors. Um, the person standing next to you on the machine, you usually work, ne work out next to them every single day because we only have 12 machines in here. So it's a very close-knit community. And when you come in here, my biggest goal for you is when you leave, you felt seen, you felt heard, and people knew who you were. So... That was my goal when I would be at a fitness studio. I wanted people to see me and really understand why I was there and why I was showing up. So I hope to do that for all of my clients. I love that community is so important to you and you want to make sure that your clients feel like they have a place because um, for a lot of people, women specifically like in this industry, it's hard to find a place where they feel like they belong in the fitness industry. Like they can walk into a studio and feel completely ignored. But it sounds like, you know, you are doing something for make sure that this doesn't really happen. Um, with that being said, you know, what kind of, um, is it all classes? Is it personal training, semi-private? Like what kind of services are available within, you know, um, the Pilates and, and the, the different class options? So we have full body reformer Pilates. So you're going to be working head to toe. I started doing an upper body class. I started doing a lower body class. We have power Pilates that is focused on more cardio based because you see a lot of people leave these studios and say, I need to go run a ton of miles. I've got to be doing cardio. And I'm like, no, we can get it here as well. Yes, do whatever you need to outside of this place. But so I created a class where it is more cardio based, where you're going to be breaking that sweat. Um, boot camp is a huge passion of mine. And so coming into a Pilates world, I was like, how can I create this? And during COVID, when we could barely have anyone in the studio, I created a boot camp. It's seriously like right outside in an alley across from us. And that was a huge game changer for our studio. So we have boot camp as well. And who knows, we may expand on that one day. But so mostly Pilates, but our Pilates classes are not like what you are thinking. They are more intense. They're higher energy. The music is blasting in here. You cannot hear yourself breathe. Um, it almost feels like weightlifting in a sense mixed with balance. And yeah. Got it. So it's all classes. It's all group classes, capacity yeah. around 12 people per class, right? Yes. Awesome. I love that. Okay. That's really, really great. And sounds like a lot of fun. I would totally do it. Uh, <laughs> but that's just me. I love stuff like this. Um, cool. So kind of paint the picture for us size wise. I know that you said you can 12 people per class, but how many current members do you have within the facility? So it's a range. So we work with my body and those are our direct customers. So I can see that number every single month, but a huge source of our revenue and a big reason why I decided to purchase this, this studio was because of ClassPass. 
we see a lot of our revenue coming from ClassPass, and a lot of those people are regular members as well. It's just we don't have an exact number. So if I had to gauge right now with ClassPass, MyBody, GymPass, I would say we're at about 150 members. Okay, got it. So just kind of for those people listening that don't know what ClassPass is, um, it's basically like they pay a fee to ClassPass and then they can come in and take class at your facility maybe once a week and then they could go to a different facility and do like a cycling class or something like that. Um, is that kind of how it works? Yes, exactly. They pay a credit and that credit goes up based on how full the class is. So for us, it is extremely beneficial for us because we have full classes a lot of the time. And so when ClassPass is coming in, they're paying a higher fee to come to our studio. And what I do see is I see reoccurring members. A lot of the times I don't see people just coming in here one time. So it's kind of that like you've got to make a connection if you want these people to come back because they have the credits for these other studios that they can go to at any point in time. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. So my question to you would be is if you get somebody in through class pass, you see them maybe two times, you know, like, are you doing anything to get them to become a reoccurring member with you, like on the mind body side of things? Like, is that something that you guys do? I know that a lot of gyms use class pass as a kind of way of to market themselves, right? Um, and then the client comes in and they're pretty much sold because the service is so excellent. Um, so are you guys doing anything like that to, to get clients in? Currently, no. And maybe this is something that I can work on in the future, but I'm not really concerned about it. I see the money coming in from ClassPass and I'm very happy with it. So in my mind, my attitude is give people as much attention as I can, show them the support. And when people come up to me, a lot of times from ClassPass, I hear them say they feel almost embarrassed that they're coming from ClassPass. And I always tell them, I say, do not be embarrassed. ClassPass is incredible for us. If ClassPass works for you, keep doing it because I would hate for somebody to get a membership and cancel a couple months later because they want, they want to be doing rowing classes or they want to be doing cycle on top of it. So whatever works for their schedule, I'm happy with it. I'm just giving them enough like attention and love so that they do come back and hang out with us. Yeah, totally. Like I said, like they're pretty much being sold by the incredible service and community you have within your facility. So like if somebody comes in through class pass, love your class, they're probably going to come back. You know, if you see them a few times, it could be interesting to kind of see if they would want to be a member of the family, like long-term um, that way you have that, you know, you can count on them coming in again and again and again. Um, well we do i will just say we do have perks in place for members so we do um sorry there's a bug flying around um we do have clothing that we sell in studio and so members unlimited members get 20 percent off our 10 packers they get 15 percent off our um four classes a month they get 10 off and so also we do um quarterly events that happen and we're going to start charging for those because they 
our last one was such a huge hit that we're like, man, we've got to make these happen all the time. And so we're also going to do a discount with that. So I think that is the incentive of being a member is that you get to come to these extra things that our studio is hosting and either you pay full price for it or you get a discount. So I guess that is one way that we are trying to convert those members from class pass to members. Yeah. People love part and, and, you know, even if it's just a small discount, like that's stuff people really, really enjoy. Um, so next question for you would be, you know, you're at, you know, 150 ish clients right now, you know, kind of using all different areas where they're coming in from. Would you say that that's a place where you're comfortable or are you looking to welcome in new clients and kind of grow the business? We want to grow the business. I want as many new clients as possible. I want to touch, like, (laughs) that sounded wrong. I want to connect with as many people as possible, especially here in this city. Like, I consider Seattle, I love, hate relationship with it, but it's like sometimes a dark place. And I know people are wanting connections. So I want to build this thing where I can connect with as many people as possible and make Seattle a home for them where they feel comfortable. So as soon as we are booming out of this place, we're going to get a bigger space because my plan is to connect with as many people as possible. And I don't think I can do that at a cutoff of saying, we're going to stop at this number of people. I love that mindset um, because I think that it sets you up for success, you know, moving forward. If you just like have the mindset that you want to help as many people as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, what are you actively doing to aid that growth process to let the community know that you guys exist? So I think the things that we're doing right now, and I should start off and tell you guys that we've only been in business for a year, just over a year. I've never been a business owner before this, so I am learning as I go. So this is motivation for anyone that is on this journey that wants to do something like this. I'm brand new to the game. And so the things that I have implemented right now are um, community events. So every single week at boot camp, we do a happy hour afterwards where people stay, they drink wine together, I supply it. Um, or non-alcoholic options as well. But this has been a huge game changer for building um, my community because people come, they want to be a part of it. We also started Pilates and Prosecco on Sunday afternoons after class. And I know these all, all sound drinking related, but it's just an avenue where people can feel like they're doing something fun. Like a lot of girls, they want to go out to brunch. They want to have these fun activities. And so I'm, I'm giving them that at the studio. One other thing we've created here is a book club. I've seen a lot of class pass members come on over to normal members because they want to come to book club. That's a big thing now. Like everyone's got their book club. So we do book club every single month at the city or at the studio. And then I am doing these um, quarterly challenges and our last one was like a race to 21 classes. Our next one is going to be I think it's 60 classes in 90 days and we're throwing a big beach party afterwards. And so it's like all of these events that people want to come to bring your friends. We're always saying, invite them. We did a huge Galentine's day event. If you go over to our Instagram, you'll see me eating pizza on a reformer. It's very exciting. Um, but like people just love those events and our studio is based off of word of mouth right now. And so when people are bringing their friends to the studio, That's great business for us, but that's also a way for people to feel more connected. So for me right now, what I am currently doing are just those events. 
Yeah, events are events are huge, right? These are the things that make our clients happy. They can tell their friends, they bring friends in and we grow that way, right? It's yeah. so it's so exciting because you don't really have to put a whole lot of money into that to yep. see, you know, a return on investment. However, it's not something that we can measure. We can't host an event and be like, this event is going to bring in 12 new members because it just doesn't work that way as much as we would love for it to. It just doesn't. Um, the way that we really can, you know, control that growth process and like make it a steady flow is through advertising, such as like digital advertising, social media, stuff like that. Um, and I know that you said that you're word of mouth only right now, mostly, which it's great that you've been able to get to where you're at in one year through just word of mouth. But moving forward, I know that you said that you want to help as many people as so have you guys looked down that paid advertising route that is what I'm currently looking for so my biggest goal is to build a team that can help me in these areas so I bought I've brought on two social media experts um, that are helping me run social media right now um, I'm looking to expand on that as well right now it's kind of just getting some consistency on social media I am very open to paid advertising um, and my outlook has always been, you just got to go for it. And it's like, you might not do it right the first way, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to continue to grow in that. So that's kind of my idea with my team is like, let's try out these things. Let's see what works. We have a ton of new apartment complexes that are coming up around us. Like, so my plan is to hit the ground running with all of that and reach out to all of these businesses that were around, but also to amplify on social media. And I'm hoping my team and I can get that done. Yeah, totally. Um, social media is, you know, it's a little bit scary to think about, you know, spending money there if we're not going to see a return on investment. Um, it looks like you guys have some great content, like your social media experts that you brought on. They're great at creating content. It looks awesome. Um, for those listening, definitely go check them out on Facebook, Instagram. But, um, you know, the paid advertising thing is excellent because you can use that content that you, you've you had your social media experts create, create that looks wonderful. It's going to reach a wider audience and pull in people that are probably, you know, at home right now, maybe working in their home office that are looking for that community. They're desiring to be a part of something more yeah. that just don't even exist in Seattle. So um, I think that's going to be huge for you. And I'm really excited to, to kind of see how that plays out down the road. Um, next question I have for you is, you know, what's the current, you know, challenge or bottleneck within your business that, you know, if you don't kind of figure that out, it might hold you back in the future as you continue to grow this business. Whew. I'm, <laughs> um, let's think about this. So I think for me personally, understanding the numbers of things better, that mm -hmm. is my, that is what I am currently working on, figuring out more of the numbers, kind of understanding the inside of the business. Um, I brought on a studio manager when I first opened and I just kind of want to be more aware I also think that just like what you're talking about, paid advertising, like not sitting around waiting for things to happen, but kind of executing and doing these paid advertising. Like you're just inspiring me listening to you speak right now. And I'm like, 
okay, I have this meeting with my social media girls today. I'm going to be like, let's spend all the money. Go do the advertising. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I think there's just like a couple, like, obviously I have a ton of growth to do, but I think like we got to bring new people in here. I want to get new faces in here, but I also think that I've got to like, when you bring new people into gyms, like you've got to have your staff ready for that as well. And so I've got a meeting with my staff this week to kind of regroup before summer, because I want us all in the same mindset of we're here to help people. This isn't my show. This isn't your show. This is us like helping other people feel like they're powerful on that machine. So I think there's quite a bit of tweaking to to step into but I'm learning it all right now my I'm learning everything so super exciting I love to hear that I've kind of got the clock ticking for you Um, and I think you know understanding insides of the business it it takes time Erin like you are a new business owner you've only had this baby for about a year you guys have to figure each other out and it's completely normal for you to kind of um, still be learning those things. Even people who have had a business for 15, 20 years, they're still learning the side of things day in and day out. So, you know, final big question that I have for you here is if I could hand you a magic wand right now and I was like, okay, Aaron, you can have this business be at any, anywhere where you want it to be. What would that picture look like for you down the road? Like my future goals with the studio you're asking yeah. Well, I'm a dreamer, but I, I really like, I want to grow this. I mean, I don't see myself getting to like being a franchise. That's not what I really see for myself. Okay. Um, I think my husband would love that. But for me, I'm like, I really see myself having like six to 10 studios and having an incredible team working alongside me because right now I am like the face of this studio. When I first started, I was here every single hour of every day and I want people to come in like me and be that face for other studios. And I want to give people a purpose like this has been given to me because I really didn't know where I was headed before. So I would say six to 10 studios with a bomb staff, like the best and, um, helping them live out their dream as well and kind of getting out of the corporate world. Um, I love the corporate world. My husband works in it, but I see a lot of people looking for their passion projects and I would love to create that for other people as well. That's so exciting. I love your mindset because not only do you want to help the people within, you know, your members and the people that are coming into your facility, but it sounds like you want to be that place for people to come in and find their passion and build a beautiful career. So good for you, Erin. I'm really, really excited to see how your business grows. Where can our listeners go to find you on social media um, if they're interested in checking out all you have to offer over there? I would say Instagram. Instagram is number one, guys. It's Move Seattle 2 so M-O-O-V Seattle. Um, go give us a follow. We're trying to build that brand right now. And um, yeah, I think Instagram's the best place. You can get us on moveseattle.com. You can go check out our website if you are in the area. Also, just shoot us a text at any point in time if you have questions, concerns, want to show up. Um, we'd love to have you in here. 
Exciting. Thank you so much, Erin, for being here today. And like I said earlier, thanks for trusting me for your first podcast ever. It was a lot of fun um, for our listeners. Thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for a future episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Robin Johnson Jr. of MVP Elite Fitness in Around Rock, Texas. Robin, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you just said you wrapped up with a client, so that's always good to hear. And uh, we're taking some time here to talk biz- the business of fitness. Uh, let's start. Why did you start your gym, you know, when you did? What was the main reason that got you into this business? Um, I formerly used to work at a couple gyms, uh, 24-hour fitness and with a group of people, but Personally, I felt like I was kind of outgrowing the situation and the layout. And so I tried to try to go on my own, you know, and, and, and went from there. And it's been six years strong so far. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, no regrets, right? Love the decision. Oh, no, no, none at all. I mean, you know, you, you, you get you grow a little bit. Either people grow with you or they, you know, you leave them behind. No hard feelings whatsoever. But, you know, you got to make it work. 100 percent, man. 100 percent. I agree. Thank you for sharing that. So let's get into uh, a day in the life of, of, uh, of your business. What does it look like for you daily? Walk us through a typical day. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you're coaching and training a lot of clients. So that piece and then like the, the, we'll say the back end business piece as well. What's a typical day look like for you? Um, typical day for me, I'm up at 4 a.m. So I got to lead a family a little early. Um, I got to get up here. So my first client's at five. Being up at four, I get going at about 4.30 to make sure everything's ready. Um, I'm typically working from five till about, one usually which is why I, was, I just told you I was getting off just yeah. now um I get a little break in between there to, to really go over everything that I've got for the next couple clients which usually come around I guess about four o'clock so I'm at early morning shift and that after more after work shift for most people um finishing up here about seven you know fine-tune a couple things with workouts after I've gone over what what people have done throughout the day and then I head home to the family so busy day, right? It sounds like it's it, a it, it, busy day. Yeah, it's pretty busy. Like I said, my midday gets a little, get a little bit of a break to catch up with work. Waking up so early, you know, it's like I got to catch up on a little bit of rest. But typically, it's a full day before and after work for most people. 
Yeah, no, I totally hear that. Let's, I mean, this is something we don't really talk about much, but I'm glad he brought it up, like with your schedule. Being a gym owner is hard. It's not all glamorous. We don't, we're not working out all day. You know, it's it's a grind at times, right? You're putting in from 4 a.m. to 7, you're putting, what, 14-hour days pretty much? Yeah, training. pretty much. What's I'm the, usually hitting about 11 to 14 hours a day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's quite a bit, right? And I'm sure it's draining. Have, have you found any best practices to just try to, like, from your point of view, just to be motivated to put your best foot forward every day as a business owner and as a coach? Anything you, you think you do specifically well? Well, for me, like I said, as far as I go to get my best foot forward, wow, that's a good one. I'll, it's easy for me in the morning to get going. My early morning clients want to be here, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I I'm, I actually have turned away some clients here and there. If I felt like they weren't giving 100% and just and have actually hooked them up with trainers that will go with the flow with them. I was like, I'll let them know at five o'clock in the morning, I'm leaving my family, you know? And so you have to want to be here just as bad as I do. And so if I've, I've got my set schedule right now, my five, six, seven, eight, they want to be here. So actually I feed off their motivation mostly, not even going to lie there. I try to bring my own, but they're such a good bunch in the morning that it's easy yeah. for me to want to be here. Yeah. It makes a massive difference, right? We have clients that want to train and want to, want to be here like you said it makes our job that much easier as, as coaches and business owners and then it gives us both kind of the accountability piece you know like we're obviously in the fitness industry but i think we're also in the accountability industry the relationship the communication industry the community industry all that stuff so uh uh robin what do you offer since since we're doing one-on-one -on -one training and for the listeners who can't see i can see robin jim behind us we have a lot of awesome equipment that i love actually that i would like to hop on that one leg machine you got over there and um through I, I would love to i would love to um tell us about so we do pt is that your main service you offer out of your gym um it is so right now what i've noticed i've been a lot of focusing on a lot was a lot of the um clients i have we work through rehab some of the stuff i've had a couple clients that have gotten hurt outside of the gym and stuff just at work and some of their uh rehab wasn't working for them so i'd bring them in here restructure the workout to make sure they're back on their feet a little easier. Um, of course, the body transformation stuff that we get done here. I work with them on their diets. I work with them. So the other thing here is that while I am one-on-one, -on -one, most people do have other memberships elsewhere. I try to make sure that they have everything they need when they leave because I don't want to be a crush to people here. So if you feel like you're going to hit it with me once a week, I make sure you're prepared for the rest of the week, wherever else you go, whether it's at your home, gym, apartment or a big branch gym so no oh, yeah that makes total total sense i'm glad you brought that part up i wasn't even thinking about that so like in the personal training space from a business owner you know we're tra training people probably two to two to three or four times a week right when, in a one-on-one -on -one setting and you yeah. just mentioned if they go elsewhere say to go to another gym or at home to do other other workouts that week are you providing them those workouts or are you give them a kind of a you know, a game plan of what to do or how does that look from the client experience from your client's ex experience? So when you, when you train with me, I, I had a bad experience at, at my former gym to where a trainer would not, I watched, I shadowed a guy and he would yeah. just make them do workouts that they could only do with him. And yeah. so I didn't see much change. And so that made me grow as a person because for me, I have to make sure you know what to do on your own. So you're not hurting yourself. So mm -hmm. when I have a client, I'll ask them, okay, if you want to work with me one, two, three times a week, what are you doing on your own? If they have stuff at home, I'll tell them, take a picture of what you have at your home. You know, if you're, they're going to a goals gym, a formerly 24 hour gym, whatever you have, I, I, I have memberships to those other gyms. So I know what's in those locations. 
So when you sign up with me, I, I will make a workout for when you're not with me. So you're still accountable. You have to let me know what you got done. We're still doing our measurements as far as um, when it goes to the weights and stuff. I send them a one rep max program that we that I use online to where I'll say warm up first. Whatever you warm up with, go as max reps. And then once you get that max rep, it'll calculate how many I want you, what weight I want you for 15. So therefore, you're accountable when you're not with me. Yeah, that makes total sense. I'm like, I'm glad, I'm glad we're able to talk about that because I think that's a piece that sometimes if we're just training folks and they're not coming to the gym like seven days a week, like some, I think a lot of trainers maybe miss that extra accountability piece that you just said you, that you add, add for your clients. So I think that's awesome. And I think for people listening, if you're not putting that in place, it's a great thing to have in place. And I think you've probably seen it, Robin, they stay with you longer, right? Your clients probably stay with you longer because they feel like you're giving them that accountability coaching as well as just the fitness coaching, right? Yes, sir. That, and that is that is probably the main one of the main reasons why I do have long term clients. I mean, I still have two clients from 2011 wow. that they've lost the weight, but because they know they're accountable, they know that I'm going to make sure that this angle is, you know, you, you do this angle on a curl or this press or whatever. I'm watching as they go and they and I haven't missed a beat on that. And I think that's what makes them keep wanting to stay here because they know that regardless, they're in good hands. I, I agree totally. I think that's probably a massive part of uh, of your success. And if you had clients for 11 years, that says a lot, right? It says, yeah. I mean, that says everything you need to know, you know, after they lost the weight or got to that goal, they're still coming for the relationship and like what you're giving them is that from that accountability and coaching standpoint. So that's awesome, man. That's cool to hear. Really cool. Uh, Robin, I say I'm a new, new client at your gym. What have you found is like the best practice to get people, to get people started, to get new clients started? I know you said uh, before, we have some data that you track and some uh, measurements that we do. How do you how do you get your clients started in your gym training with you? Well, for example, like I'm in a new place right now. Um, yeah. A gentleman came up the other day, and so I'll I find out what your goal is, what's your motivation. If I can find out what your motivation is, what made you even seek me out, then I'm a step ahead of the game. So right. finding that out. So based off of oh well, I was always little. I wanted to gain this and that. So I'll actually bring you in the first time. You know, I'll work with you. We'll sit down, run through a couple exercises, ask you what you're working on and what you're doing. And I, I'll have you run through a couple exercises, see how you're doing them, critique them. Sometimes I'll show you how to do a, like some people don't do lunges. Most people don't do lunges correctly. I'll walk right. them through the proper way to do a lunge. And then like the mind-body relationship that you get when you actually think about the muscle working, people don't do that. So when I'm pointing that out, some people are like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. So Showing that I'm a little more knowledgeable with some of the stuff that they're doing, the basic movements, how to tweak them a little bit to get a little more. I think that actually has helped me as far as attract people. And then so then I'll set up a session with you, ask you what you specifically would like to work on, run you through the gambit and then present to you after our session how we could how we could work properly together a little bit more. So, yeah, no, that makes total sense. I, I really think that hands on approach, like you mentioned uh, in the personal training space is what people really like, you know those little tweaks you can make to form or like some verbal cue or nonverbal cue you give them and it, it, it ring. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it just hits them and like, you know, do a lunge differently or do a squat differently or a press or whatever we're doing. So that's a massive, uh, massive opportunity in the personal training space. How are you attracting Robin, your, your new members? How have you attracted your, your clients? Uh, is there one or two things that you think uh, you, um, you really do well with? First off word of mouth. Um, yeah. And that, that's the easiest one. Um, I, like I said, with having clients that have stuck with me for long, the longest times, um, 
people seeing that they not only see that, okay, they've changed, but the relationship that I build with each individual, you know, it's not like I'm going to forget about Johnny, whoever over here, like two weeks later, a year later. I mean, I still see people when I work formerly at 24 hour fitness at Walmart, they'll right. stop and say, Hey, how, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. um, the second one, I think originally I used to get a lot due to going to a lot of competitions in my former history with sports. Um, when you see that you can take someone that's already winning in a sport or whatever, and they're already fit. Most people feel like, oh, I'm going I'm to shy away from that guy because I may not teach him something. I don't have a problem diving in. And if they then they, they see they're getting a little bit more success and a little bit more success, people start to question and wonder. And then they say, oh, well, who are you working with now? And that's that was another way. Of, of course, again, it's word of mouth, but more body of work. So, yeah, no, that makes a little sense. You know, word of mouth is huge, especially in your in your locality. And then, uh, you know, the competition piece, uh, you know, not being afraid to work with anybody and make them better, like you said, is another big piece, I think, of keeping getting people in the door. Have you ever tried? I know, I know we're doing personal training. Have you ever tried any kind of Facebook ads, ever played with that at all? Instagram ads, anything like that? TikTok now ads? See, I'm, I'm still I'm still new to a lot of the social media stuff. So I'm old man with the Instagram and Facebook. I'm, I need to get into the TikTok. I've heard a lot about it. My little brother joins that and, and actually try to point me in the direction there. I've done the Facebook ads. They're okay uh, for me. I feel like I didn't get as much as I wanted to out of it, but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if I spent enough time on it. Uh, right. My wife, honestly, she'll tell me, you need to advertise more. You need to advertise more. But, you know, it's, it's like my I knew my goal to grow with the gym first and build the gym I wanted was more important than me advertising for people to come to a place that I wasn't honestly proud of anymore. You know, I with this move, I'm in a better position to feel better about myself promoting what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. So how recently did you just move into your new space? Last weekend. Wow. So like yeah. five days ago. Yeah, seriously. Like, so my lease was about to be up. Um, yeah. As I said, I've been doing this for my on my own specifically for six years. I yeah. signed a three month, three year lease, um, and then upon that first three years, I ha I kind of had to move. Like I said, I felt I was growing. I left the group I was with, and I had to take what I was given. You know, it was a small space, about seven hundred some square feet. And yeah. then three years into it, I knocked out a wall. My neighbor moved, and mm -hmm. and had like fourteen, fifteen hundred square feet. And I told my landlord that day, I said, look, if I haven't outgrown your space in three years, I don't need to be doing this. Yeah. And three years is coming up. And I, my wife and I, we worked some things out, figured some things out. And I found a place that was more what I wanted and jumped on it. You know, That's so and, and, and I think the growth there, I knew what I wanted. I was willing to pay the extra money and go for it. And, and I'm happy. My yeah, clients are too. This week, they've been going through hell and loving it. I'm sure. Yeah. That's number one, right? If the clients are happy, end of the day, that's number one. So yeah, listeners, you guys can't see the new space, but I'm looking at it. It looks awesome, uh, nice and clean. And uh, like I said earlier, a bunch of great equipment to use. Uh, Robin, what opportunities do you think this bigger space will give you from the business side? Is it like to get more clients or to do uh, to have a better service all around? Like what are the main opportunities you see with that, with that move from where you were to where you are now? Well, originally, um, well, first off, I'll say better service. Um, I don't, I have, I, well, you can't see it, but I actually went up to Dallas and got some turf put in and brought some turf down right. here. So now I've got a 50 foot, uh, piece of turf, 15 by 50 feet that I can do all my outside activities inside, regardless of the weather, weather, yeah. um, pushing sleds, pulling things, flipping tires, things like some, uh, plyometrics that I couldn't do inside of my former gym. I can do now. So that was the first thing, you know, 
Um, as far as the attracting more clients, like I said, it's aesthetically, it's a prettier location. Now, inside, it's not two office buildings turned into uh, a studio. Now right. I have 2,000 square feet of a fitness warehouse type setup. Yeah. So it, awesome. it feels better. People are, are loving it. Like I said, and with the turf, that adds that extra element to where like it rained this morning. I can go and do what I want to do without having to drag stuff outside now. 100%. Yeah, 100%. So like you said, it gives you way more options from a, from a training client standpoint of what you can do, like what, what movements and exercises you can do, which obviously ups your service because you can like, clients will be more engaged and like, you know, oh, we're doing this. We did a sled pushes, sled pulls, walking lunges on the turf. I'm sure a thousand other things you can do on the turf, you know, which is always cool. And then the aesthetics of it, how much do you think, this is just my curiosity, how much do you think that plays a factor in like a client's mind of on the business? You know, if like you said it before, you kind of were in two office buildings blown out with the new space. Where does that aesthetic do you think that they said, I'm sure they've said things already and like they're excited to see the new place. Where does that excitement of a new, new shiny place kind of help the client experience along the way? Um, it's kind of like, um, so for, I'll, I'll put in this analogy here. Yeah. You can have a dungeon gym that like lifters can lift in grimy, ready to go, dark, lit, you know, this and that, everybody, and you're, that that group of people is happy, but you're not going to bring in someone that's used to a lifetime fitness. Um, and so while my group of clientele is not necessarily the grimy grit and this and that, they are more comfortable in a cleaner environment like that. So with this having a prettier look, as far as to me, and a lot of my clients have said, oh, wow, this looks good in here, and this and that, it, I believe future clients will appreciate a little bit more. I can reach out and get your 30, 40 year old, 50 year old person that is more comfortable in that setting as opposed to, you know, my old setup that was just like, it was, it was good for those people that knew me because they knew the service they were getting as opposed to what it looked like. Now on the other side of that, everybody, like you mentioned, social media, you know, everyone's want to take a picture. I'm like, ah, let me, let me clear that wall off over there before you snap that shot. Now yeah. it's like, okay, take your pictures. Like I messaged one of my buddies. I was like, Hey man, come get your photo shoot ready. We're ready now. We're ready now. Yeah, we're ready. Now it's so funny. You brought that up. Like it's uh, with the, with the pictures of the gym and the background. And like, I remember back in the day, like there's always, there's always be a bathroom door open and like it, it, my gym space and it drive me crazy. So like, I'm sure you had probably a similar experience in your old space. Like, there's always something you didn't like in a picture and like, you know, that may be our, us just going crazy in our minds over it, but I think it makes a difference. I think the aesthetics of the gym are, are super important, especially nowadays in 2022, you know, you want a clean space like you have, you want, you know, a lot of variety of equipment, I think, especially for the clientele you're going after and trying to attract into your gym. So Robin, what, uh, I'm a client, what kind of training packages do you offer? Do you do it monthly or by session or how does your, how does your, I guess, billing or membership setup look? So for me, I, I start off with new clients with the three sessions for $99, you know, okay. three, four hundred. Okay. So that's the start off. I, once you are into that and feel like this is what you want to do, I typically do a month to month package. Therefore, yep. there's no commitment when necessary. You finish your month out. That's how we do. Um, I'll go anywhere from one to four sessions a week. So if you say, hey, I want to do your once a week sessions. We'll set that up to where we'll set your schedule up. And I'm flexible in some situations with some people because, you know, I work with nurses, pharmacists, and things like that. So it'll sometimes fluctuate, but you'll get a session a week. Um, monthly, sometimes there are five weeks in a month. I don't right. charge for that fifth week. So, like, if you're 
you pay for a month in February and there's only four sessions, you'll get those four sessions. In January, there's five. You'll, you won't pay for that fifth session. That's me. That's my gift to you because some of the months are five like that. I don't yeah. want, I don't like messing with billing and, and taxing this or that. So I usually will say for each month, I count four sessions at least. If there's an extra one, then, hey, let's get an extra workout in there. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. How are we tracking the uh, sessions or billing piece? Do you use any specific softwares in, in your business? What kind of software are we using these days? I'm old school. I write everything down, man. I, I got I my book. I, I'm old school. Like I, I try to do it on the Intuit and all that stuff, and it just kind of yeah. yeah. just kind of messed me up. Um, so I'm, I like having the book in my hand and me writing it down. No, I hear you, man. I'm the same way. I like uh, if I write it down, I remember it better, right? For some exactly. reason, definitely exactly. remember it better. So I hear you, uh, Robin. What is um, what are your big goals here for the next year? Coming, yeah, you know, we're coming out of COVID. We're getting back to some normalcy here in training. I think people want to get back into the gym or into the training environment. Uh, what is your goal from where you are now to say a year from today? What does that look like from a business standpoint? Well, I'd like to grow myself personally with a couple more clients in here on in-house. Also, as far as virtually, I'd like to be able to offer something a little bit more. Um, like we spoke on earlier, when COVID, a lot of people just started buying stuff to go to their homes or whatnot, and were kind of forced to go home. Well, I'm learning that a lot of the people I meet now are doing things kind of wrong. And so I'm trying to make sure I can offer the factor of, of rebuilding their confidence and doing exercises properly. Therefore, Hopefully that'll get more people in here with me and stuff like that. But overall, it's really just growth on on the on the web and in house. That's my main two goals. Yeah, yeah where have do you a, see that? I feel like I have a social media presence for sure. So yeah, two part question: Where what do you do now on social media? I know we talked about it a little bit. Are you on Instagram and Facebook? Are you on those two channels? I'm definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You'll find me at yeah. times. Um, as of recently, I haven't been posting as much. But in the past, you'll, I'll be doing exercises, make sure they're done properly. Um, some of my clients will be posting, will show their workouts and stuff like that. Um, I'm not afraid to share the workouts that I'm doing because I feel like, um, one, it's that's advertisement in itself. You'll see what type of programs I'm doing before you jump into it. But you'll also be able to see my structure and, and layout of how I do things. So Yeah, I like that. I like that you brought it up because I feel like uh... – what I've seen, and that's how it used to be, like, say, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, like, people would share their workouts, you know, gyms and trainers, and then for whatever reason, it's become, like, a big secret, you know, in the industry, like, oh, I can't tell you, but I really think people appreciate, they see what you do, like you said, so they get an idea before they start of, of kind of your structure and kind of how you think things should be done of what, and what you've had success with clients doing, so I think people like to see that. Is there, uh, just me thinking out loud here, any, have you, do you have any theme to your social media posts? Like Monday, we highlight a member. Tuesday, we do training tip Tuesday. Any anything like that? Just out of prior, prior to COVID, I did a lot of that. Um, okay. and but and then like I said, with things changing, I kind of fell off the boat myself. But that is something that I plan to get back into. Um, for my clients in general, that I would usually do a client of the month type thing. Um, I usually do flyers at the end of the month, going into the next month, highlighting achievements that we've done as a gym or and highlight somebody individually and typically that would go on Facebook and Instagram also nice yeah nice that's really good I was just going to bring that up like staying in, in constant communication almost with our clients obviously mm -hmm. will help help your attrition and you're doing that with the flyer newsletter so that's massive and I'm sure people love seeing that you know members and our clients always love seeing themselves work out you know I think we're sharing those pictures of them it's a great thing you know it becomes their profile picture or their profile yeah. 
image everywhere, which is great. And for gym owners and business owners, basically free advertising for the gym, you know, and shows exactly. you shows you care and are doing a great job of what you do. So that's that's really good to hear. And for new trainers, you know, if you're listening, like I don't think you I don't think you communi- can communicate enough with your clients, you know, and make it obviously make it about them and uh, share as much as you can with them. I think that's massive. Uh, Rob, let's, I, I like to ask this to everybody, especially in the personal training space. And I think we kind of already talked, t- touched on, excuse me, where do you see the future of fitness? We touched on the virtual piece. Do you think it's going to be there? Because the competitive landscape to me is like, you have like Peloton, you have Tonal, you have all these other things. Is it going to be five years from now, a really big part of this industry? I think that it'll grow, but I think there's, there, that it'll cap off at some point. Um, I can watch any video on how to fix a car. Doesn't mean I'm a mechanic, you know. So, so ultimately, um, people will get a lot out of it. But there's nothing you, there's nothing like getting something on hand with a professional right there with you. And I think when people realize that, we can always watch something and get better. But when you really want to push the envelope, it's always best. I, I mean, I, I'm a competitive, natural, drug-free pro, bodybuilder. I have a coach at times when I'm ready to get back into it. Even though I've done fitness since 2000. Yep. You know, want 22 years strong. I still look out for help when I need it, you know, and, and I think people realize that. And I think a lot of times, too, with the online and the Pelotons and stuff, they are good to have as, as a supplemental fitness program. But what comes down to it is that I've seen a lot of injuries from that. I've seen a lot of people burn out from that. You know, I've seen a lot of Peloton bikes in people's houses that become kelp rats. Yeah. So yep. I think it'll I think it'll hit its, its cap at some point within the next three to four years. And people will realize that that extra help is worth it. Yeah, no, I agree totally, man. I agree. I think some sort of, like you said, you know, a hybrid model at times is great, you know, so you can have more touch points with your clients outside of the gym or people that don't live near you, you know, and, and, and seek out your expertise coaching. But yeah, it's hard to replace that hands-on, you know, face-to-face coaching that you would get in your gym or in our gyms or in our training studio. So I agree with you there totally, uh, Robin. Agreed, man. We're... Uh, let me see here. What um, I'm trying to think where to where to finish this thing off. Any roadblocks th- that you see currently in your business that are causing any problems, or maybe any advice you would give your your younger self to not make in the bi- in the business industry? Kind of the same question, I guess. Kind of mixed together there, but um, for me, I, I think when I first started, I had like I said, I didn't have. I shadowed some people that were not great, then I shadowed some people that were great. Um, be transparent. Um, a lot of people, there, you know, we see online right now, like I say, I, I like the online presence, but I don't think it will replace what we do. But I think that you can, you need to leave the facade elsewhere in this business. Show who you are. People respect something that's real without trying to be a Dana Lynn Bailey or somebody like that. You know, you, you have to be yourself when people see you being something else that you're not, that's, yeah. that'll be the bigger, that'll be a, a hurdle that you may not be able to get back over. Um, so I would tell myself, my younger self to just be transparent, be open. I found that uh, with my personal space here, if I get a, if I'm working with someone uh, that has a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, I tell them, bring your partner in because I can't help you reach goals if they're against me, you know, yeah. male or female. I've got men that I used to train that wanted to do bodybuilding. I say, bring your girlfriend and bring your wife in. You know, like, oh, what do you need her in here for? I was like, because if she's on board, you'll get to your goals. If you're at home arguing about not going out, not eating this, not eating that, 
then what we're doing in here is irrelevant. Nothing's going to happen because you're going to choose that person over me, and I, which I hope you do anyway. But with that teamwork there, it becomes a better value for what you have here. I love that last piece, Robin. That's awesome, man. Like the support system in place for people and the value that brings to you and to them. Nobody said that to me. Yeah, nobody said that to me yet. So I think that's incredible advice for, you know, for the younger crowd or for, you know, for us 10 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for sharing that, man. Okay. Uh, Robin, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Where, uh, where can we listeners find you on social media and, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Where can we find okay. it? Yep. Um, my website is mvpelitefit.com or robinjohnsonjr.com. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook by an old title, ISU Superman. I went to Indiana State University, so all that ties in there. But uh, if you type that in, I'm on Facebook and Instagram there. But mostly it'd be my webpage, robinjohnsonjr.com or mvpelitefit.com. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much again for coming on today, Robin. We appreciate your time. It was great. It's a great conversation. And to everyone well, who tuned in. Yeah, man, you got it. Thanks so much. And everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget to be notified about future episodes. Hit like and subscribe. Until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.